0: Coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia. It's time for another episode of Tech Talk with your host, Joey Klein. Welcome, everyone. All right, we have a healthcare IT episode of Tech Talk today. We're going to be chatting with Dana Weeks, the CEO of MedTransGo. Dana, how are you today?
1: I'm doing well, thank you.
0: Excellent. Okay, well, uh, normally we have two or three guests on this show, but we have a very special show where we have you all to ourselves, so we are totally focused on MedTransGo. We'll get to deep probing questions later on, but just for someone who's just tuning in and wants a sense of what is MedTransGo high level, what does the company do, what is your mission?
1: So just on a high level, MedTrendsGo is solving the problem of cancellations in healthcare by providing a technology platform that helps doctors, healthcare providers, and others providing healthcare services to uh, a range of options, including transportation and interpretation and the other reasons why cancellations happen.
0: Okay. And so let's, uh, look, I think we're all familiar with, we've all canceled doctor's appointments before. Okay, and I think that some people might be listening to saying, well, you know, is it really that big of a deal if I, you know, move my internist checkup or whatever it might be? So, help us understand what type of cancellations we're worried about, why it affects doctors and hospital systems, and why it affects outcomes for patients as well.
1: So, I mean, it affects both the patients but also the healthcare community. Um, It's a very disruptive uh, situation when healthcare providers, if you're looking at, for example, my co-founder, who is an orthopedic surgeon, and he dealt with cancellations, and he actually still deals with cancellations, where... um, People are not able to get to surgeries or procedures um, and ultimately it disrupts the flow, uh, makes it hard for surgery centers and other facilities to um, do what they need to do. So in addition to having to reschedule potentially um, or in many cases people don't come back and actually get their the care that they need. And so um, the challenge to healthcare providers is that uh, especially during these times, you want to be able to provide the care to patients um, and uh, in the time that they need them. And if you then look at the most vulnerable patients, uh, many who are, for example, on dialysis or um, those that need maternal care, mm-hmm. really the, the the challenge becomes: not only do they not get to appointments, that these could be. Uh, life saving and or life altering situations if you don 't get to your appointments
0: okay so so we 're talking about a population so so let's let 's look at it from the surgery center right. If you have a surgery scheduled, obviously that surgery center has a certain number of staff they've allocated. They have reserved that spot for several hours. It's not like you can you know, easily you know, fill it like someone waiting for a haircut. And so if someone doesn't show up, that is simply lost time and loss of revenue. Then you've got the person that hasn't showed up, and if they reschedule, well, the schedule's probably packed. They're going to have to wait. Situation might get worse. Or if they don't, um, if they don't have reliable means of transportation, that's just more time for whatever issue is occurring to fester, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, I mean, that is exactly the case. Yeah. And in many cases, you really should be able to get the health care you need when you need it. And if it is a solvable thing, like Mm -hmm. a transportation or other access issues or not being able to understand your doctor or healthcare worker, which is required by law... Mm -hmm. These are things that we should be able to easily access. And the great thing about our platform, it's not just getting uh, access to a car ride to get to an appointment. So potentially just a sedan ride if you just need to get in and out. Mm-hmm. But if, for example, you need um, access through uh, a wheelchair-enabled car or a stretcher or the, you know, we have uh, interpretation in over 100 languages, mm-hmm. This allows the healthcare facilities to have everything at their disposal in one place that can adapt to any needs of patients and patient care. And the additional thing that has been um, a a challenge for many patients are patients that are living in rural areas that are coming into urban areas to get Care because they really don't have access to those healthcare providers in their local community. And so the fact that they are outside of these urban centers or outside of uh, a close proximity makes it even more challenging if their uh, transportation is uh, not accessible to them. And they often do not go back and... Just reschedule.
0: That's that's right. And I guess you know, for some listening to this, um, and I think certainly for those sitting across this table, we can sometimes take for granted the flexibility of life that we have, and those around us—friends, um, family, peer group, whatever it might be—that can help us to an appointment if we actually needed it. There are plenty of people who do not have a support network that can easily take them. There are plenty of people who uh, cannot get the time off to do it. And like you said, you know the, the the rural issue of let's say that you live in Vidalia, Georgia, right, and you just do not have the specialty you need. You have to come into Emory Midtown. Um, that is, I mean, that's basically planning an out of town trip. That's not just you know and you know down the street, you know, easy sort of a trek.
1: Yeah, and even if you had uh, a friend or family who could could take you. Potentially, that's a procedure that you need to do either multiple times yeah. or that you need to stay overnight. And folks don't necessarily have that flexibility to be able to, to do that. Um, here in Georgia, uh, it's it's specifically, it's been a, a real challenge. We, we rank 40th in the United States when it comes to adequate distribution of doctors by specialty and geographic location. So increasingly, many patients who are... Um, who are not are in reach of of doctors and facilities that can help them um, get that care?
0: Well, and it seems like you know we we have. Well, there's, I was say we have we have an urban, urban world divide in this country. And there's plenty of places that could go that we're not going to talk about on this podcast. But um, you know, let's let's think about it. You could essentially transplant that situation onto any state. Right? Um, You know, at the end of the day, yes, states are different, but most of them look like one to three, maybe large metropolitan centers and then a bunch of areas spread out. And increasingly, if you're a talented physician, are you going to go for the big city job or the small rural community that might be shrinking? And so, in a world in which we have rural communities which either are staying the same or declining, then how do you get people access to the right healthcare they need? So, okay, I obviously totally get why this is needed. Let's back up a little bit, okay, and talk about how did you discover that this was a problem and that you were the one to solve it?
1: Well, I think it's a twofold. So um, my co-founder, as I mentioned, is a board-certified orthopedic surgeon, um, not only cares to do his orthopedic practice um, in, a, in a great way. Mm-hmm. Um, he cares a lot about the patients. And about six years ago, he had two back-to-back surgeries canceled in one day. And in one instance, um, a neighbor had canceled at the last minute um, the ride that they were going to give. Yeah. And in the other, uh, a Spanish interpreter just didn't show up. And he really didn't have a one- location that he could go to, to solve these cancellation issues. And, um, he and I discussed it and we looked into it and we realized this is actually a huge challenge, uh, in the United States with cancellations in healthcare. Um, as you know, I've, I've said many times in any other industry, um, 30 to 40% cancellation rates would not, um, is that really would not what it hold is? well. Thirty to
0: forty percent. Yes. Wow, um, that's incredible.
1: Um, it, it, you know, and depending on where you are, yeah. Um, the average is around thirty okay. percent. Um, and this is an over one hundred and fifty billion dollars a year is lost every year on cancellations. And so, for him on that particular day, these were high, um, expensive surgeries, and it was over a hundred thousand dollars lost when you take into account. Um, all of the staff that were there that were sitting idle, you're, you're taking into account um, the doctor's time not being mm-hmm. able to do that surgery. And then of course, you know other people could have used that time as well sure. And for what he saw and what we see as a majority of this is that uh, these are solvable issues. We can mm-hmm. We can solve for the cancellation problems of transportation. We can solve for interpretation. And um, so we set out to build that very platform for healthcare providers to be able to get that on-demand solution with the the safety and security of safe, reliable, and predictable services.
0: Okay, all right. So there's we have a, an aha moment from a real life example, and the journey begins. Yes. What, what what is your? Are you a serial entrepreneur? Are you a healthcare nut? What is your background that you'd said? You know what i'm I'm going to solve this. I'm going to dedicate myself to solving this.
1: Well, for me specifically, yes, um, I am a healthcare nut. I am a technology nut, and I am a serial entrepreneur i've I've done a number of different ventures where I have, I think from my young age, have looked at situations and think there are solutions to things when when I when I'm encountered with a, a problem, and especially when it comes to technology. Um, and I think, you know, the deeper additional, uh, story that I have is, um, my mom about 12 years ago now, uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer and she needed a series of radiation and then chemotherapy appointments, but she lived in New York. I live in Georgia. This is one of those luxuries that I understood that I had where I could go up, um, and help get her to appointments and, I had other family members who could assist her and go with her um, to be able to do that. And fortunately now she's cancer-free. But you know, just going in and going through that process and understanding the vulnerability, I realized how important just being able to have somebody that you can uh, trust, that is reliable, that can get you to and from appointments, um, mm-hmm. whether or not your family members are there, uh, or or are not able to get there, and um, you know, it just was one of those real world experiences that matched my background and desire to kind of explore and create and solve for healthcare and um, technology
0: uh, uh, problems. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, uh, I've you know some of the best companies are born of these seemingly well. That's obviously not not a mundane experience, but I think you get these 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 daily things that um, you, we sometimes don't connect to larger problems or events. Um, and you do a little bit of digging, and you say, "Oh my God, how has no one solved this before?" And that's where great companies are born from.
1: Yeah, and you know, I mean, I think in some senses we've seen solutions. Um, in, in some of the, the verticals. So you've seen some transportation solutions. You've seen some uh, interpretation solutions. But this really combines all of them yeah. into one. And we really believe, because we have a healthcare DNA, that we've built a better mousetrap, that we've been able to create a very easy-to-use solution that allows um, those who are in healthcare an easy access to a platform that makes sense, that... Um, does the billing and invoicing, does the types of, uh, it fulfills the needs uh, of these customers. Yeah. And um, our customers that we have um, believe this to be true as well. And that's why we're growing.
0: And and so is your typical customer a regional hospital? Is it a kind of, you know, local multi-office practice? Is it all across the board?
1: It really is all across the board, and in some senses, we have now gotten to the stage of the business where we're really able to focus on some of these industries and areas that are of most need. Mm-hmm. Um, surgical practices and facilities, hospitals. Um, we're starting to look into uh, payer systems and health insurance companies. Um, but the opportunities are so great. If you're looking at the demographics, the the needs, um, Anything from assisted living care to um, uh, another area that we really focus in is personal injury and Mm -hmm. workers' comp, and the ability to really solve for, with this network of transportation and interpretation providers, the cancellation problems for many. And it doesn't matter if you're a large hospital or a, a one or two person practice. Sure. This gives you that access, the ability to have the top uh, interpretation and transportation providers that are vetted HIPAA compliant and has that safety and reliability that you know really you have to be able to have for your patients. And ultimately the patient's want that as well
0: so let's let's talk about the vetting that's an interesting topic right because these are you know this is not just someone signing up to be an uber x driver right um and so how do you go and find the crop of folks interpretation or transportation that are going to be right for this what sort of checks do you undergo to make sure that they're the right partners
1: so, on the transportation side, we have a ten point certification that they requires from everything from background checks to the HIPAA compliance mm-hmm. to um, just uh, a, a minimum age of of those drivers um, and then we continue to do compliance so that we ensure that they have that as well as um, insurance requirements. And that's for mainly non-emergency medical transportation providers. Okay. Um, we realize it's a fragmented market, and the, they fulfill a need, especially when it comes to wheelchair and stretcher, um, where you can you don't necessarily need an ambulance, but you definitely don't need a a taxi that will drop you off at the curb or down the down the street. Sure. However. We want to be able to provide all different options, and so we have a partnership with Lyft, where we also, for if you only really need a curb to curb solution, that we have access to those as well. But it allows our our platform allows you to um, be matched with the right type of uh, service. Well, that's home. very
0: cool. So, so let's. Uh, I'm curious about the economics. Is this a SaaS license, where someone's paying a monthly a a healthcare system or doctors paying a monthly fee to use it. Is this something where sort of per ride or per transportation session, for lack of a better term, you're taking a piece of the the fee? How does that work?
1: Yeah, the revenue model is really transactional. Although we do have a subscription based, so that you. Um, are able to access our platform, um, but that subscription is waived. The fee is waived if you reach a certain threshold of transactions. Sure.
0: Okay. Okay. So you're you're going to uh, let's let's take your orthopedic surgeon example, right? Orthopedic surgery center. There's there's four offices in a metro area, and as long as they you know can provide the requisite uh, volume of transactions, essentially. It, you're making enough off of that that the, a license fee from them isn't really necessary, and of course, from their mind, they're you know saving all this money in you know wasted uh, you know no shows.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and and really, the other part about our platform is we we developed a video interpretation platform to be able to provide American Sign Language interpretation to our clients who needed it, and it was in the middle of. Uh, March of 2020 that we were launching it and the timing um, from a healthcare perspective couldn't have been better as, you know, as that time was becoming one where all these facilities were closing, telemedicine was becoming increasingly used and utilized overnight. Um, And so in some senses it really boosted the healthcare industry's uh, comfort with using technology solutions and then finding that the technology solutions in some senses can um, complement what they are doing in person but also be a very viable option. And so having a telemedicine platform that allows for inter- an interpreter to also be on there in you know, this number of languages that you need turned out to be a really great access point that people wanted to be able to have this subscription model mm-hmm. just to have that platform if there's a closure for a week, if potentially a patient gets sick with COVID sure. and so you have to switch that online. And then there's a real model where many follow-up visits don't necessarily need to be in person. That's and right. so this allows for uh, our customers to not necessarily have to invest in, uh, another telemedicine platform if their usage of telemedicine is not that great and that they can kind of complement that
0: so so that's an interesting albeit not entirely unexpected with 2 years of hindsight development i i have i have a healthcare client and obviously it wasn't planned this way right but i mean covid just catapulted their business like they could have never imagined i i would guess that as an entrepreneur with a young company, that at the beginning stages it was a bit scary. But you know, talk to me about how the last two years have been for your company. Kind of once you got your sea legs under you, has I'm assuming that you know it's been pretty decent growth for the past couple of years.
1: Um. Yes. Yeah. I. I mean, in in many ways, COVID validated the need for healthcare providers to understand the impact of cancellations. And more so, they're realizing if, for example, their facility had been shut for a long time, then every single person when they're actually opening, um, every single patient was more critical than ever. And so they couldn't just ignore cancellations. And I think it was one of those stopping moments similar to uh, what Dr. Obi-Wanali had, which was he he had these back-to-back surgeries canceled where it was happening maybe once each day or something like that. But when it was that long period of time and these really complex surgeries, then all of a sudden he was like, wait a second. Right. How is this really impacting my business? And a similar thing happened, I think, to healthcare. At the same time, the technology regulations, the technology um, uh, usage became more prevalent within healthcare. And so those two things combined really made our solution one that was here for the times. And access to healthcare, uh, a lot of the issues of cancellations, the reasons for these cancellations, um, were in, were growing and increasing. And we were getting there. But this really catapulted the yeah. need um, in, in a way that I think um, is... It makes me feel good because yeah. if we can address these issues, we can look at long-term societal challenges um, of health disparities and others that in some senses seems daunting. Uh, and if we can use this as one particular way that we can solve for and get better care, better uh, solutions for all, then it it's a win-win all around.
0: It does really seem like you're just scratching the surface here, and obviously at this stage of your company, it's it's important to be focused, um, you know, I'll, you know, lest you sort of get, um, you know, distracted by so many shiny things out there that you're, you know, nothing to no one. Uh, but you know, I'm curious about the go-to-market strategy at this point. Has this been Doctor, a referral doctor network has this been an outbound sales team? you know what does the next 12 to 24 months look like from a growth perspective, both you know pulling people in and kind of you know pushing out?
1: So um, we really have uh, seen how many opportunities there are and so we're really looking at data and looking at especially our presence here in the southeast and Georgia. To find those right models and to look at the areas to go to first, and you know we've we've discovered a number of those areas and um, really want to focus on them here in Georgia and then replicate it. I mean we're right now we're in eleven states, okay. um, but our strong presence and growth um, in terms of our go-to-market strategy is here in the southeast because we can expand in. Different types of surgical facilities. So, to your to your question, uh, we have a sales team. We actually have a strong customer success team, mm. and a lot of that is sort of matching. Not only do we want to have the sales uh, to to get agreements in place, but to actually have them use us, especially given that it's a, a transactional model. And I think that the opportunities um, uh, are are growing. And we, we get a lot of referrals even from our current customers. And that has uh, uh, been another really great advantage.
0: Yeah, from a geographic standpoint, uh, I mean, again, it's just the, the universe is so wide. Um, are, have, are you prioritizing going really deep into the states in which you are operating? Or at this point, it's let's, let's get a toehold in as many states as possible. And then we can kind of dig in, you know, f- past the surface from there.
1: We really uh, have have remained true to that focused approach, Um, and but we have been able to explore new opportunities because we have customers who have a strong uh, presence here in Georgia that are national, and they say, "Okay, well, um, we love what we're doing here with you in Georgia." can you set up a network in Massachusetts? Can you set up a network in Colorado? And we've been able to be successful in that, but one of the uh, exciting parts about having a double-sided marketplace um, in having to find matching service providers uh, of transporters and interpreters to those clients is that it's a, it's kind of a lever. It's a balancing act. So, um, you have the demand, then you have the supply, yeah. and then once you have the supply, you want to find more demand. Um, so in in many ways, it's it's a great way to continue to feed back into what you have. And so that's where having that focused approach um, is good so that we, if we've built up our network of uh, transporters in uh, the Houston area, for example, then we are now looking at getting... Uh, more clients in that area because it will feed onto each other.
0: I, I have always been fascinated by companies that have this unique marketing, well, you can call it a challenge or an opportunity depending upon your mindset, where you're sort of B to B to C. Um, you Your product is touching both a business and a consumer. and In addition to that, you, of course, have a network effect that you have to be concerned with. Um, and finding that equilibrium is, uh, and like there, there's no question here, it's more just, it is a very complicated balance and challenge. And I imagine that it is, you know, intellectually uh, rigorous as well as, you know, somewhat, you know, it's hard. It's, it's hard to get right, I imagine.
1: It's hard to get right, yeah. but when we're talking about healthcare, um, it's a lot Easier, and and I and my background is in marketing and in management. So, in some senses, this is for me really fun, yeah. Because you have the opportunity to impact not only the healthcare community, but you have the opportunity to impact and disrupt the non-emergency medical transportation market. You have the opportunity to disrupt interpretation and the um, uh, interpretation market, and the need is so there, and so. Being able to connect those who need those services, those who need the business, with the right patients, the right customers, it's a win-win for everybody.
0: So if if you came back here in 12 months and we were to sit down and say, what, have, what has happened in the last 12 months? What has changed with MedTransGo? What are the top couple of, you know, whatever, choose one, two, three, however many you want, that you want to be able to say you have accomplished, product, funding, team, whatever it might be, in the next 12 months?
1: Well, in the next 12 months, um, we are looking to go bigger and scale more. And a lot of that has to do with some of the customers that are in our pipeline Um, We are about to close uh, a big hospital deal, and we will be um, looking at and talking to a couple of insurance companies and payer systems. And um, the ability to adapt our technology to these larger customers um, is in the pipeline. We have a number of uh, compliance upgrades, SOC two compliance, others that will make our uh, a platform easily plugged into some of the, the larger systems and um, we see that as tremendous opportunity to not just continue to see the growth that we're seeing, but really accelerate that growth and and seize upon um, a real need. And in talking to those uh, that were that are in our pipeline, uh, they, they see how our product can really help them, uh, reduce costs, uh, increase revenue, help provide better patient care, um, help in terms of hospitals, um, really make the the process more efficient.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, as I'm thinking about this, okay, so I, I've I've heard of transportation, uh, you know. <laughs> Matchers is not the right term, but I've, I've heard of, you know, uh, you know, companies that can help augment transportation, right? I've heard of companies that can, you know, do some interpretation work. I've never heard of a company before that really focuses on no shows. Is there, I mean, is there really anything out there? One, that focuses as much on, uh, cancellations and two combines all of these things together?
1: I don't know one that combines all of these things together. Yeah. But there are definitely folks who are looking at no shows in a number of different ways. I mean, there are other ways that to to look at it, but Transportation and interpretation are the two number one reasons why cancellations in healthcare happen. Over 54% of cancellations are due to those two reasons. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we focus on them. Uh, and in many ways, people uh, who are not necessarily in healthcare, they're like, well, that's an interesting marriage. Why would you have interpretation and transportation? They seem so dissimilar. However, for a healthcare provider that are increasingly taxed, burdened, busy, tired uh, with potential staff transitions. They really need a an all-encompassing solution that it doesn't matter what the patient is, it, the cause of that trans- cancellation. We have an easy solution that's all combined into one.
0: Well, and I imagine that there is a decent... Okay, so if you, if you take the whole pie of cancellations, right? There is, I'm going to guess some significant minority for whom both the uh, translation as well as transportation are acute issues, right? Yeah. You've, you've, you've got some folks that, you know, it's an either-or, but, uh, you know, I, I imagine the population that you see that is vulnerable to this sort of thing, there's going to be a decent number of folks in there that need both of those and more.
1: I, I mean, I, I, I totally agree. Yeah. And, you know, when it comes to health care, you really want... That trust factor. You really want to be able to get there, understand your customer. I mean, understand your healthcare provider, um, and then trust that you can get home safely and reliable, re- reliably. And so, having a network that has done the that has been and done the vetting for you uh, really does help uh, the patient primarily, but also those healthcare providers provide better care. And better, um, you know, solve uh, the some the, the more the bigger challenges um, of running a practice uh, in today's
0: world. That that is all super exciting, challenging, but a very good challenge. So anyone listening that has this has piqued their interest, they want to learn more. How can they get in touch with you, or and or learn more about MedtransGo?
1: So you can find us uh, on the web at medtransgo.com M-E-D-T-R-A-N-S dot and or you can call us at 404-826-7300 and we're excited to provide more information um, you know connect you with someone on the team and, um, you know, we do get a lot of referrals, sometimes patients. And, you know, again, we are right now a business-to-business operation, but the patients are really the ultimate uh, end uh, user. And so if uh, patients also hear about this too, it, it makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, we, we want them to be asking their healthcare providers as well how um, they can partner with MidTransGo.
0: That's great. Well, Dana Weeks, CEO of MedTransGo, solving healthcare one cancellation at a time. Thank you so much for coming.
1: Thank you so much. Nice talking to you.